celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And it's a beautiful day across most of the country. I am in the studios in Central California, but down in Orange County, the 20th American Family Pet Expo, the whole gang, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Bobby Hill, and Judy. Hey, Judy. Hey, yeah. Hey, gang. How you doing? Hey there. What's We're going on? We're the show. Too bad you have to stay back there at the studio. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Tell me about it. Who's all there? This is, this is awesome. Everybody is here. We have the uh, Orange County Police that are currently doing a canine demonstration right behind us. So we're watching this Belgian Malinois just attack the bejesus out of these poor guys that have volunteered to play the dummy. And all around, we've got a building full of cats, and uh, there's a feline rescue group in there that has got a Canadian lynx. You can go and have your picture taken with her. She's a year old. There's dogs all over the place. Everybody's represented. Vlade's here. Judy's here. And later today, we're going to have Tillman, the skateboarding English bulldog, right here in front of our booth. Wow. Wow. Now, where do, where do I know him from? How many bulldogs do you know that skateboard, Hal? Well, just, uh, just a few, just a handful. And he's going to be there, what, giving a demonstration? He is. He's going to be skateboarding right around it, right in front of us. Very, and you very know who else is going to be here? The winner of the Westminster Kennel Club Club, Stump, is going to be here today. You can get your picture taken with Stump, the elderly pet who won the AKC Westminster Kennel Club this year. Now, there are exhibitor booths there, and what, what do they have at them? Have food. <laughs> I saw corn dogs, Hal. I don't know. He means animal stuff. Oh, my bad. We, there is everything animal you could possibly think of. There are carriers. There are collars. There is bling. There are toys. I mean, anything you can imagine. There's gadgets. Here. There's gadgets. There's everything for your pets, swear to God. And not just cats and dogs. They're covering everything. There's a talking parrot over there in the corner. You know what else I saw earlier? I saw a horse, a miniature horse that looked about the size of a St. Bernard. Will you be uh, buying clothing, Judy, to uh, put on Ladybug? I don't buy clothing for my dog. Now, if the company wants to donate a product for Uh, review, I am willing to take it on. Oh, see how that worked? I got that figured out. So, Vladi's down there. He's, uh, what is he doing right now? He's, he's, he's being the Russian dog wizard. He's showing people how to train dog using his own unique method. Bobby Hill, uh, what do we got coming up in the news there? Well, you know all the hoopla over Obama, the new first dog. Oh, yes. Uh, Turns out that this is not the most unusual or unique pet in presidential history. We'll give you a little list and more presidential pet poop coming up in the news. Okay, and the whole gang's here to answer your questions at one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie with your vet medical questions, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, Dr. Jim Humphreys, and we'll be checking in with the gang at the 20th American Family Pet Expo in Orange County all throughout. Vinny Penn coming back at you. I got six words for you to kick off this week's party animal installment. A snake is not a pet. Now, I'm not talking about the dorm room snake where everybody sits around doing bong tokes and gathers in Chucko's room to watch him feed a mouse to the snake. I'm talking about when you're 
at an outdoor festival, a flea market or whatnot, as I was with my family the other. And you lean over and you see this guy's got this huge thing on his shoulders, and it's it's rather still. You you think it's kind of a funky new kind of. If he wasn't wearing his Harley T-shirt, you'd think it was the hottest, latest trend in scarves. And then it moves and you realize, oh, it's a massive white snake on his shoulders. I I mean, this guy had friggin' anaconda on his at a flea market. When the head, uh, when the forked tongue started flicking out, my daughter shrieked like Jason Voorhees had just shown up. I took her to see the new Friday the 13th. Not a good move. She's very young for that. But I must reiterate, a snake is not a pet. Or at the very least, you don't take your snake for a walk. And that's not a metaphor. Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio. In this one minute, we'll go to the phones with Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions at 1-866-405-8405. Vinny Penn is on the way. Vladi is out with the gals. Oh, he's a lucky guy. Out with the gals at the American Family Pet Expo, the 20th, in Orange County. At the, uh, what is it, the fairgrounds there, Bobby? It's the, it's the Orange County Fair and Event Center. Paint the scene for me, if you will. Okay, we're looking around. There are tons of people and tons of animals. Everybody's in shorts and t-shirts. The weather is great out here. There is everything from little tiny chihuahuas up to big St. Bernard's, and I even saw a miniature horse walking around. I did a double take on that one to make sure it wasn't a dog, but it was actually a horse. Is that like a pet? A pet horse? It might be. You know what? I didn't even ask. It might be a therapy horse. You never Oh, know. that's true. That's yeah. true because there's more than just cats and dogs here, Hal. There's also an entire area of reptiles. And I'm not talking about lawyers. I'm talking about those slimy little scaly things. Very good. Oh, I know. Again, I got not lawyer. Okay. Well, we'll be checking in with you throughout the show today. And, of course, we'll be answering uh, all your questions like we do every weekend, your medical questions, if you have dog behavior questions or you want to talk to your pet through uh, Joy Turner. It's all happening at 1-866-405-8405. Let's go to the phones right now. I believe we have Sharon on the phone. Hi, Sharon. Hi. How are you? Good. Where are you? Well, I'm in Oklahoma, but I'm an over-the-road truck driver. Driving through Oklahoma right now. Yeah, I live in Texas. Do you travel with your animals? Uh, yeah, I have one. One animal? A dog? Yeah. yeah, I adopted him about four months ago in Riverside, California. Really? Okay. You know, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, he can answer any vexing dog behavior question. I have and beyond. One. He's funny Sharon. that way. <laughs> Go ahead, Sharon. Well... I got a problem. I don't know who had him before I did, and they evidently fed him nothing but people food. He will not eat dog food. Okay, so none of the dog food he eats. None of them. And I, I'll hand, now I tried him on Purina one, and he'll eat it if I hand feed it to him. Okay, how many days without food you kept him uh, so you make that decision? He's, because I gotta tell you some very, very interesting uh, s- example. Because uh, when I went to the Red Army, 
I didn't want to tweet anything for a whole week because that food was much worse than my mom was cooking. So after right. that, I ate, I ate very well. So, <laughs> so if your dog doesn't eat within a few days and just drinking water, I think you uh -huh. still be fine. Okay. But, well, that's what uh, everybody tells me. My brother says, put it down there. When he gets hungry, he'll eat it. No, I I basically would uh, just offer him for 15, 20 minutes, and if he doesn't eat it, I will pick it up and put it on, on the floor maybe next day, uh, excuse me, next time. Like, I will do it in the morning, and I will do it in the evening, also for 15, 20 minutes. He doesn't want to eat, I will pick it up. Now, in order to make that process a little bit uh, much easier, um, uh -huh. I would also add canned food in the beginning. Well, I okay. tried that too. <laughs> and what canned food you used? Uh, we've been using the, he likes that chop, but I've been using the Purina one, the mm -hmm. uh, ground. He likes the ground. Okay. That uh, lamb with rice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it didn't work for you? No. What kind of human food do you feed your, your well, dog? I'm diabetic, so I try to keep it mainly. The one good thing is he does not like the, the crust off a of chicken. So I usually feed him grilled chicken. You know what I'm going to say? Whatever I gave him, it's grilled. Do you want my two cents worth? I'm really, I'm really just a kind of a DJ guy around here. I really don't know much, but I, I have two cents, and I'd be willing to share it with you if you, if sure. you're interested. Oh yeah. We're feeding our food to Ladybug. She's studio a dog. little Chihuahua-like dog, very finicky. Very finicky, uh -huh. and the food we feed her is like human food. It's prepared in a really small kitchen. It's not like one of those big companies. You just put it in that. You carry a little refrigerator in your uh, RV there, right? I mean, in your uh, truck, right? Yeah, but it doesn't have a freezer. It has a refrigerator, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can keep it cold. And this stuff, I mean, it's like human food, but it's nutritionally balanced for dogs. Is that that one I heard about on the animal radio this morning? <laughs> It could be. It could be. It's a Lucky Dog Cuisine. Yeah, that one. This is the deal. Our dog loves it, and it's something that uh, very finicky dogs might like. Yeah. Because I don't blame him. I really, his name's Frito, and I really don't blame him. <laughs> I even got to the point where I even tasted, you know, because I know it's not going to kill me. And I, but this one from I don't want to say the brand name. I told him I said I don't I don't blame you for not wanting to eat this. It's disgusting. Yeah, you, it should look good to you. It should look good. <laughs> I tell you what, I want to eat Ladybug's food now. I, I, you know, the pasta, there's a, one flavor is the pasta, and every yeah. time I open it up, I get hungry. Yes. Oh, gee, Sharon, you have to, Sharon, you have to know what what they are feeding to Ladybug. I want to be Judy's dogs, honestly. <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> but but feeding your dog just chicken, it's maybe you buying short-term uh, benefits and the long-term consequences because it's just well, like... No, he'll eat other stuff. Yeah, he eats hamburger and uh, he he loves roast beef. He loves oh. roast beef. <laughs> but try the dog food, which Hell said. Um, I know okay. that dog food very well. It's a great dog food. There, there is good okay. dog foods out there, but like Vlade says, put it out there. What for fifteen minutes? And, uh -huh. and if he doesn't come and eat it, pick it up, put it yeah. away until a little later. They'll come to it, right, Vlade? Exactly. You can even if you just because it can be spoiled, so just maybe throw it out and put the fresh oh, yeah. one and yeah. just keep it doing unless the dog will eat it. Trust me, yeah, it will maybe yeah, take one day, second day, third day, the dog gonna eat it. From that time you have no problems. Okay, well I appreciate it. I really do and I love your show. Thank you.
Thank you very Thank much you for so listening. Much. Thank you so much, Sharon. Uh, just a few a few suggestions again and again. Just recently I had a dog like yours, and uh, I have that puppy in my boot camp and uh, in my training camp. And uh, puppy, six months puppy, didn't want to eat at all. And I was concerned myself. I called to the owner, and, and because the owner, when she gave me that puppy, she gave me a bunch of uh, homemade uh, uh, dog food and chicken and beef, and she spoiled it, you know, so much. Yeah. And I said to her, listen, your dog doesn't eat. Well, I d-. so I just said, well, hold on, you know, hold on here. I don't have time for that. So I just was offering dog food, very nice dog food. I was offering, the dog refused it. So it was first day, second, at the beginning of the third day, after playing hard with my puppies, with my dogs, that, that dog ate really well. From that time, I didn't have any problems. Good deal. Sharon, well, I appreciate it. We yes, appreciate sir. your call today. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Always. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Workers at the Meridian, Connecticut Humane Society are marveling at a mother cat named Satin who adopted a six-day-old Rottweiler pup who was rejected by his own mother. The puppy, now named Charlie, nurses right next to a litter of black and gray kittens. The kittens snuggle up to him like he's one of them. Charlie's dog mom was found on the side of the road. She gave birth to two puppies. One was stillborn and she rejected the other. A local vet explained that it wasn't that unusual for cats and dogs to bond in those situations. Rottweilers usually grow to be around 100 pounds, so as Charlie grows, volunteers are hoping that dog owners will volunteer their puppies to be Charlie's playmates. But for now, Charlie's happy to be a kitten, although he hasn't meowed yet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spay to neuter your pets. Are you tired of paying rent? The new book, Finding Your Own Home, is the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step action plan for first-time home buyers. Even if you're starting from scratch, Finding Your Own Home will help you get ready to buy. Finding Your Own Home includes 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started, plus personal stories, color photos, number crunching, and checklists. Receive lots of free and discounted bargains with Finding Your Own Home through May 9th on MyPetFreebies.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. 
Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call one 888 pets 911 Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie's answering your vet medical questions. Be free, be free, Doc. Yes, yes, and I think we'll go ahead and we'll jump right to the phones here. And who do we have on the line? Hello. Hi, who do we have on the line there? Uh, I'm Dr. Rain. Dr. Debbie, thank you for taking my call. Oh, wonderful. What kind of doctor are you? I'm a surgeon. A human surgeon, I'm assuming, then. Yes, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's you're here to test me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a five-year-old German Shepherd, and over the last year and a half, he started scratching and gnawing on his paws and was diagnosed with food allergies. Okay. So I was told to stop giving him wheat, corn, chicken, and beef. And uh, he is on lamb and rice. Initially, I tried solid gold and then switched okay. to any day. But he still continues doing that. Okay. And, and when you made that switch to the food, how long were you keeping him on that? Um, almost a year. And okay. then he wow, stopped that's... eating the solid gold, and in between I had goat meat, and he really liked the goat meat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dedicated pet owner, my goodness. <laughs> I don't think we want to hear how you got the goat meat, so <laughs> we won't ask. God. So as far as, now, well, while we've been on the food trial, um, when we try the hypoallergenic diet for presumed food allergies, um, did you avoid any other outside influences, any treats, any oral medications that had beef flavors or anything like that? Yes, I, I quit giving him his uh, deworming medication too because it had some some animal protein in it. Okay, good. Yeah, and I guess when the route that we've gone so far with your dog is uh, kind of more of like a novel protein diet approach. Um, and there's two different schools of thought when we're worried about a pet that has food-related allergies. And for anyone listening that is maybe suspicious their dog might have this, it's really hard to know. There's not a great way to test. We have to go through these elimination diets for 8 to even 12 weeks to see if a pet's better and their itching is decreased. If they do, then we have something successful and then we can challenge the pet with something different dietary wise. Um, So the two main methods that I try to figure this out is um, the novel protein diet, which is where we go to something unique that they haven't been exposed to. And a lot of folks are big fans of the um, non-grain diet. So avoiding corn, wheat, all of the grains and any kind of foods. And and that's a solid approach. You can try that. Um, Additionally, you can go into where you try like a venison and potato based diet. 
um, kangaroo and potato-based diets. There's all sorts of wacky combinations out there. And if you stick with that and there's no way that that food trial has been violated, um, if you haven't gotten good success in even 8 to 12 weeks, then I move on and try something else. Um, and the other method that we might want to try is going more with a hydrolyzed protein diet. And uh, basically it's uh, where the food is processed um, and the proteins are broken down very small, so they bypass the pet's immune receptors in the gut. And um, it kind of tricks their immune system, if you will, for pets with food allergy. And I actually do have a couple uh, different brands that I use in my office that I, I really do think works great um, and for some pets that can really be an important way to go so that might be a different avenue you can try um, I guess the other thing that I want to make sure is that um, we haven't missed anything else in the diagnostic workup because um, German shepherds are, are certainly a breed where we can see things like sebaceous adenitis uh, which is you know an inflammatory type problem in the skin um, where they can have some other kind of hair related problems with that um, as well he as chicken he does. Yes. Does he have any kind of uh, patches of hair loss? or? Uh, he had some hair loss around his ears, and I was mm-hmm. told to apply some Lotrimin, and that fixed it. Oh, okay. You know what? Then we might even have to look at another avenue because this might not just be food allergies, as would be common in a lot of dogs. They don't just get just allergies. They'll get the secondary yeast or the bacterial infections on top of that. And especially if he had something that responded to lotrimin, you know, which is a good yeast uh, topical, then I would really see about getting uh, some maybe some impression smears um, of his skin surface. And then maybe we might find that we need to go through more of like an oral antifungal or a course of antibiotics and make sure we knock all of that stuff out as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably try that route as well. Now, what brand of hydrolyzed food can I, and where could I find it? Usually that you have to go through your veterinary office because it's really not something sold on the general market. Um, ironically, I have my dogs right now. One of my dogs is on the Purina hydrolyzed protein diet uh, that's called HA. Um, and uh, we're trying that for about uh, two to three months for my pet to help decrease his tendency for yeast outbreaks and itching and all of that wonderful stuff. So that's one. Um, Science Diet also has one. And uh, that one is called ZD. Z is in zebra. And uh, that is in my hands, too. I've had a lot of successes with pets with that as well. So see if that might help you out. And, wow, uh, thank you so much. It's great to have some professionals calling in here. Uh, appreciate your call. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here to take your calls at one 405 It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You should see all of us dancing here at the studio. Vlade has sort of you're doing a Russian jig over there, isn't that? It's, it's a, kind it's of a Russian. Russian jig. It's a Russian rap. Russian rap. <laughs> and uh, Judy, you're actually dancing. You were dancing with Bobby there for a second. That was uh, you two very good dancers. Well, thank you. See, we can get away with it. It looks funny when guys dance, guys, but us I girls can dance together. And get I don't away like with that. It. I don't like that dance. For me, it's like a cat's fight. And <laughs> the dance. Listen, uh, I know that we're all having financial troubles right now. I'm talking about it all the time. And a lot of us, if we have to find a new home, we have to find a home that uh, we can bring our pets with us. And a lot of times, you find a rental, you have to go through that hoop of finding out if they take pets. A lot of rentals don't accept pets these days. I don't know where you live. You're living in an apartment down there in Newport Beach. Do they allow pets there? Yes, they do. Uh, And plus, with my reputation and, uh, you know, with my status, you know, it's with Vlad, it's all about personal 
personal privileges. He said, we in Russia don't understand the word no or net. <laughs> yeah. you know? And you know that too. By, by the way, you learn it in a hard way as well. Yes, so you I, know me. I, I don't understand. But, but you're absolutely right. This is the big problem. And, uh, you know, pets, especially in this stressful period of time, um, we need them. We need them even more them before because they are naturally relaxing us. So it really sucks when a potential landlord says, hey, we don't accept pets. So you might be thinking, okay, maybe I should go get a home. And you can do that. Even if you're having financial trouble right now, you can still do that. There's all kinds of interesting loans out there. But there's a great book that I want to tell you about, and I got the author on. Stephanie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Stephanie Galindo, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Well, I was just talking about your book, Finding Your Own Home. And I I figured, actually, it would be better if you told listeners what it was about than me. Okay, well, if you have pets or kids and... Well, you'll probably want to plan for the next decade or two very carefully. You want financial security. Um, Mm -hmm. And with the economy today, that's more important than ever. And I wrote this book because I believe all pets deserve a good home, and so do all pet lovers. And this is a methodical workbook. It's a customizable plan of action, an action plan that teaches you what you have to do right now so you can start tomorrow and plan on buying a home in about maybe a year and a half. Really? So if we pick up your book tomorrow, we start the plan, in about a year and a half we'll be able to buy a home that we can bring our pets into, obviously. It obviously depends on um, personal circumstance, but I think I started from scratch, and this was my plan, and my, my, my goal here is not for somebody to get a you know tricky, um, off-the-wall loan. Sure. It's for somebody to be really financially prepared and really pick their location or the home that they're going to buy and um, make it a priority for the future. What are some of the ways we could financially prepare right now? Buy the book. (laughs) It's got about 20 (laughs) things you can do in the next 30 days to get started. Um, There's uh, checklists and reminders, and it's all in full color with photos. Uh, It gives you plans for starting from scratch, whether you have debt or if your credit needs fixing, it's all in there. So this is tried and true. This is what you did and you've chronicled it. Yes, absolutely. But it's more than that because it's organized. I mean, all of the mistakes I made <laughs> are, are are left out for the most part, although there's some good stories in there. Um, but it, it's organized into a methodical action plan. So it's not just what I did. It's the best of what I did. It's the things that worked. Mm. Did you have bad credit to begin with? Well, my credit wasn't up at the top of the line. But the higher your credit score is, the better loan you're able to get, the better interest rate. So I wanted to get all the junk off my credit record, get my credit score up as high as I could, start saving for a down payment, even though I, I ended up with a 95% loan. I did not have a lot of money to start with. Stephanie, I think in this situation, this economical environment, it's even to some degree, it's even easy to get some deal. Well, um, I think that it's easier in terms of interest rates being low, a lot of foreclosures on the market. Um, and But I think it's harder in some ways because some of the creative financing is gone. You don't want an interest-only loan. You don't want an adjustable rate. You want a fixed rate. And as for negotia- negotiating on the price, that probably is easier now because, uh, well, where I live, you know, nothing has been selling for the last year, and prices are coming down slower here than in California. But... Uh, the other side of the coin is you have to look at the comps. You have to look at what is selling and what is selling for 
what the buildings are, what the land is like. You have to do your comparisons when you're actually ready to buy a house and see how much these homes are selling below the asking price. Because in some areas, maybe you're right, you could get a, a house for 10 or 20 percent or 30 percent below the asking price. But in other areas, they may be selling uh, very close to what people are asking. When I bought here, which was just a few years ago, there was very little difference in the asking price and the selling price. However, um, you know, my parents advised me from California, oh, you've got to offer them at least 20% less. So it, it all depends on where you are and what, and, and you have to do the research. And in my book, you know, I, I go into a lot of detail about exactly how to do the math. Um, I lay it out for you very clearly, uh, but it will depend on location as to what kind of deals you can get. Okay, if you're tired of that landlord saying no pets, not being able to find a place to rent, why don't you put a plan in action right now? First of all, the website is findingyourownhome.com. Pretty easy, huh? You know, great information because I know I don't keep any items around my house that would harm my animals, but I never thought about going into a new place to check for traps and, and little ant things or baits or anything that the animals could get into. Great okay. information. Stephanie has thought of everything that you will forget if you if you <laughs> So FindingYourOwnHome.com is the website. Book of the same name, Stephanie Galindo's joining us. Stephanie, thanks so much. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Actually, this weekend, Judy and the gang, Vlade and Bobby Hill, they're lucky they're in Southern California in Costa Mesa, Orange County, for the 20th scenic Americans. Orange County. It is very scenic and very beautiful today, I would imagine. It is the Balmy. Family Pet Expo. It's the 20th. We've been doing this 20 years. It's getting pretty big, isn't it? It's awesome. It's huge. Now, Judy's been here before. This is my first time, and I'm just blown away by this. And everywhere you look, there are cute puppies and kittens because we have a lot of rescue groups out here, and it's really nice to see them doing the work. Also, some of the um, canine companion organizations, animal organizations that you would recognize, not just from California, but from all over. So this is huge, Hal. Just make sure Judy doesn't come back with any more dogs or cats (laughs) or any animals, okay? That's all I'm Okay, saying. well, I'll see you around sometime. <laughs> I'm not coming back then. See, Judy and I had this agreement last night, and I asked her, could you please make sure I don't come home with anything furry? And she just laughed at me. Because <laughs> she's supposed to do that for me. So willpower. Not going to happen, Hal. A willpower. Not going to happen. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick peek of our news, and we'll uh, go back in just a second to the phones at one 866 405 This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The hoopla over the first dog continues, but in looking back at presidential pet history, Bo is awfully tame by comparison. Take, for example, President Hoover, whose son Alan had a pair of alligators. According to White House historians, alligators have been around the ground since the sixth president, John Quincy Adams. The Marquis de Lafayette presented him with a pet gator that was kept in the bathroom in the East Room of the White House, and on occasion it was used to scare guests. Funny, funny parties back then. The Associated Press is reporting that a Qantas jet was grounded last week because, insert spooky music here, there were snakes on the plane. Ah! 
I kid you not, 12 non-venomous Stimson pythons were being shipped from Alice Springs to Melbourne, but upon arrival, there were only eight in the box. Do the math, folks. That means four of them were out. The plane was grounded. A reptile expert, this part cracks me up. I'm going to say this again. A reptile expert searched the plane without success. Meanwhile, the plane missed two scheduled flights. The airplane was fumigated and is now returned to service. By the way... Pythons can grow to be three feet long. Ooh, ooh. And those wacky animal activists over at PETA are at it again. They've asked a British 80s band to change their name. Thankfully, the pet shop boys turned them down. The request from PETA was actually a request to have the pet shop boys change their name to the Rescue Shelter Boys. And, and, and why is this? PETA decided that there's just way too many pets being sold in pet shops. Therefore, the 80s band, whose one and only hit that I can remember is West End Girls, Good song. were asked by the members <laughs> to change. And the members, Chris Lowe and Neil Tennant, both told PETA that while they were unable to comply, that it did warrant some thought. They gave it the thought, and then they said no. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. A beautiful weekend throughout most of the country right now, and uh, I'm in the studio with Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua, or should I say, Wonder Dog, who is uh, quite the Wonder Dog. Actually, being very quiet and very good today, while Judy, her guardian, is off in Costa Mesa at the twentieth annual American Family Pet Expo in Orange County, along with uh, Bobby Hill. And Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hey, gang, how you doing? Hey, you're back there pup-sitting for me. Thanks. Hey, what's Vladi doing right now? Uh, Vladi's out in front of us working with Mika. Yes, he's doing a little bit of training of his own out there on the floor. Tyson just left, so Vladi took the floor. Okay, Tyson, of course, was the skateboarding dog. Is that correct? That's right. Who, may I just add... Picks up the skateboard in his own teeth and walks away with it when he's done. Now, of course, this is a this is a dog that uh, does this on its own and must have learned it from somebody somebody else that uh, picked it up in their teeth and walked away with it, right? You yeah. think maybe Jim, his owner, did? You never know. Very talented, of course. Judy, you have uh, several cats and you walk your cats. One of them on a I leash. Do. Is that correct? All of them will walk on a leash, but right now I just keep one on a leash because he has a tendency to wander off. The others will stay with me, but uh, I do walk all my cats on a leash, yes. When you walk on the leash, you get those weird looks? I do, you know, and people say that their cats just lay there. Well, my cats get up and they walk, and uh, I have to admit, it's a little bit different than a dog where you can kind of direct it. A cat kind of goes where it wants, and you kind of follow it. With You give it a little bit of direction, but it pretty much goes on its own. You actually have trained many cats to walk on leash you've trained you started the ball on leash and then you released the leash removed the leash on several of them because they actually behave like dogs they stay within boundaries they do they come when they're called uh they would go upstairs with me they would ride in elevators if i told them it was time to get in the elevator they would get on the elevator they it was just like having a dog with follow me around more and more people are doing this and there's a great new book out 
doing very well. It's called Walk Your Cat. The author, Gene Miller, joined us. Hi, Gene. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good, Hal. How are you? Very good. So, how many years ago did you decide, okay, I can walk these little fellers? Oh, we've been walking our cats for seven or eight years now, and uh, ours are all trained to walk on a leash, and we can direct them on a leash as well. And direct them by pulling the leash? Well, not pulling. We actually call it uh, tuggling. And uh, walking cats, uh, different to walking dogs, at least in our experience and as we put it in the book, um, because you can't really dominate them, but we use futility as a way of of getting them to uh, go where you want them to go. And we build up first by not letting them go in a certain direction, but uh, going in, for example, uh, you want your cat to go left and not to the right, so you just don't let it go right, and then it'll go to the left because it'll realize it's futile to go to the right. And uh-huh. then we build up and build up to the point where just you can do a little tuggle, but not a pull because that would be too dominating. A tug on the leash, and the cat will look, and it'll take off and go in the direction. When you yeah, first- I do that with my cat. With my cat. Uh, we have an RV that he tends to go under, and I make him go around, so I just put a little tug on the leash, and he'll come out from the RV and actually walk around the vehicle instead right. of going underneath. Yeah, and you just, you know, as long as it's a slight, you know, like tuggle or tug, yes. you know, you just don't want to, you know, if you try to dominate, the cat will not put up with that. Uh-huh. Do people give you the same strange looks? Do they come up to you and say, why? Why? I mean, the dogs, we understand, but why the cats? Yeah, you get a mixture of reactions. In fact, one of our, one of our goals is to change the way people view walking cats until it becomes as normal as walking dogs. And uh, by a mixture, we'll get us uh, from kids and from many people. They'll be like, "Wow, that's great!" You know, once they realize that's a cat on the leash, you know, and <laughs> you know, they're all excited and they, they think it's great. Other people are like, "Hey, that's not a dog. What are you doing?" Or, you know, it, it must be like a trick. Like you can't really walk a cat on the leash, even though they see it before their very eyes, that that's what you're doing. What do you tell people when they say that their cat just lays down? I didn't have that with my cats. They actually took to it, but I, everybody says their cat just lays there. Uh, yeah, it depends um, when in the training process your cat's lying there, because it, you know if it's at the beginning, then uh-huh. it's most likely your cat just hasn't yet associated the harness and leash with going outdoors, you know, which is the reward, you know, that's the big motivation, uh, not to lie down, but to let's go outdoors. Uh, so that's in the beginning. Later on, the cat may lay down as a way to refuse to go where you want to go. Um, and it's just one method cats have of refusal. And so we train them. We, we show various techniques in the book on how very gently with the leash you can, again, using futility, you can detrain these refusal methods your cat has at its disposal um, in a way that's non-dominating. If you're one of those people that wanted to walk your cat with your dog or you want to take your cat on a walk and, and you put on a leash and the first thing they do is fall to the ground, uh, your new book will tell them how to overcome that. The book is called Walk Your Cat, and the author, Gene Miller, joining us. When you're talking about how do people react, and a lot of people say, well, it's impossible. Cats can't be walked or they can't be directed. Uh, and the problem there is they just don't know the rules of the game, as it were. And so in our book, we spell them out, starting off with getting the harness on the cat, which is often the, the biggest hurdle, uh, and making that association. 
uh, some of the other rules is we tell them, you know, unlike dogs, you never try to dominate a cat. So we provide methods, you know, again, of futility, using futility. So we will show them how to direct it, uh, try to think where and when to walk your cat. Uh, uh, several uh, experts or, you know, people on cat behavior said, well, you know, you shouldn't walk your cats. It's it's too dangerous, you know. And, and our sort of response is, we'll show you how to do it safely, how to walk your cat safely. So uh, the book explains, you know, sort of things that you should take into account when walking your cat, like where to walk your cat, when to walk your cat. You don't want to walk it, you know, where there's a lot of dogs roaming around freely, you know, that might come up. Uh, no. Or, you know, in a crowded, you know, like on a highway, you wouldn't want to do that. So it's common sense advice there. The, the, I think what's very uh, new to our book, and I think this is somewhat different from dogs, and that's the important role of reassurance uh, for helping your cat get used to the outdoors or if it sees something that frightens it, which could be a bad, ex- bad experience for the cat, we, sh- we explain to you how the steps to take to reassure your cat and to desensitize it to things that might ordinarily frighten it. That's all in the book called Walk Your Cat. Pretty simple title, and I'm going to give away 10 copies right now at 1-866-405-8405. Head to your bookstore, ask them for it. If they don't have it, they're probably sold out. Tell them you want Walk Your Cat from Gene Miller. Gene, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you, Hal. No problem. We're going to head out back to the America's Family Pet Expo in just a couple of minutes and find out what kind of crazy trouble Vladi's getting into right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
Animal Radio. Vladi is out with the gals. Oh, he's one lucky guy. Out with the gals at the American Family Pet Expo in Orange County. Jimmy, say hello. Hello, hello. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Are you... Introduce yourself, Jimmy. My name is Jim Connor. I'm a police officer with the Los Angeles School Police Department Canine Unit. Oh, I don't have to bail Bobby out again, do I? No, not yet anyway. <laughs> I have to tell you, Hal, there is a big police presence here today, but it is canine cops that are here. And that's what Jimmy was working with when I pulled him away to come over and talk to us. Oh, okay, canine. You mean like dog cops? We are dog cops. We're dog police. And you travel around with a dog that, um, I guess, what do you, what do you, how do you use the dog? Does it smell well, out drugs or what? The, well, we do both. We have uh, a couple of narcotic canines that are specifically dedicated to day patrol, working in the schools, searching lockers, backpacks, uh, vehicles in and around the schools. And then we have other patrol dogs. Uh, that are working in patrol, assisting the patrol officers, doing building searches, searching for suspects, searching for weapons, uh, different things like that. And then we also have detection dogs that do explosives detection. What happens to the, these dogs at night? Where, where do they go at night? Do they go home with somebody? Well, a couple of our dogs work night patrol, so I'm one of the handlers that works night patrol. Uh -huh. But our dogs do. They live with us. They, work, they pretty much stay with us 24-7. Uh, we have a take-home car. Uh, specially equipped for the dog, and the dog, basically, we spend probably about 12 hours a day with our dog, give or take. Where do you find the dogs, and how? Do, what are good candidates? Well, we we primarily get our dogs from a vendor who specifically deals with buying police dogs, sure. and we tell him what we're looking for. He goes to Europe, uh, Holland, Czechoslovakia, Germany, and he comes back with two or three dogs that meet the criteria that we're looking for, and then we test the dogs to make sure the dog and the handler are a good fit and a good fit for our agency, for our department, and then once we do that, we buy the dog. And the dogs have gotten very, very expensive due to the... Uh, decreasing value of the dollar overseas. And I imagine so, that you have to train them, too. That's, that can't be cheap. We do train them. A, dog, a police dog now is just under $10,000, wow. and that doesn't include training. So you're looking at another $3,500 to $4,000, looking at close to $14,000 to get a police dog out on the street. That's oh. just the initial investment per dog, right, Jimmy? Per dog. Per dog, just to get a dog through basic handler school out on the street where the dog can work patrol, is about $14,000. Is that a taxpayer-funded thing? No. As a matter of fact, uh, the Los Angeles School Police Department Canine Unit is totally self-sufficient. We have to raise our money for our dogs on our own. We sell T-shirts. Uh, we're having a golf tournament coming up May 29th. And if they're interested, they can go to LASPDK9.com. And the registration form is there. We do all kinds of different fundraisers to try to get enough money for the dogs that are going to be retiring. We probably have two or three dogs that are going to be retiring within the next two to three years. Hit me up with that website one more time. LASPDK9.com. And, of course, we'll link to that at AnimalRadio.com. Thanks for... Uh, that would be fantastic. You're awesome. We enjoy the work you do. Thank you so much. Be, be gentle on Bobby, please. Okay? She's... Uh, cool. Just stop it, Hal. You're not helping. Well, you know, I got out of the cup, so the, just knock it off. The third strike law, I think, is... Uh, shut is, up, Hal! <laughs> Hal, shut up! <laughs> it's You're animal, not helping me. Animal Radio, I, Bobby. I think I saw something about a wanted poster with her picture on it. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. That was on the side of a milk cart. Yeah, that was her. <laughs> it's yeah. on the side of a bus. I'm looking at it right now.
Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. The future looked bleak for Scooter, the abandoned and paralyzed ferret, until he was paired up with Bill Higby, a sort of ferret fanatic from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Higby, sometimes called the ferret guy, adopted Scooter and even built him a little ferret wheelchair that allows him to move freely around the house. Higby takes Scooter to the vet once a week for acupuncture, explaining how they're trying to get his chi flowing. All this love, attention, and chi adjusting is doing the trick. Higby says Scooter is happy and improving every week. Now, isn't all this extra care a little over the top? Nope. Higby says it's just what you do for your family. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. one 405 Doc, Deb, you want to take some calls? I sure do. Let's see who we have on the lines here. I think we have Tiff. Oh, I guess i I, I got to press this button right here. I'm sorry about that. Oh, come on, Hal. Do your job there. <laughs> hey, Tiff, how you doing? Good. We were talking to nothing for a second. Well, hi. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Well, what's going on in your pet world? Well, my roommate has two miniature schnauzers that bark horribly every time any of us come to the house or anybody comes to the house for that matter and mm-hmm. uh we've tried the little barking box that doesn't seem to phase them and she doesn't have a crate to put them in so i can't use Blotty's little trick mm-hmm. i need to know what to do with these dogs okay and um so the dogs have free roam of the house then yes they do okay and is this when if you're in the house someone comes to the door they're barking or is it just anybody coming to the door anybody coming to the door and anybody can be home and they'll still do it okay and is um, one of the two dogs, or is there someone who's the instigator of the two? No, they both do it equally. They do. Okay. Well, that would be easier if there was one. <laughs> well, the female, the female may be more than the other one. The female, uh, yeah, if I had to pick one, she's the one that starts it. Because sometimes there is. There's, there's one that kind of gets the fever going and the barking starts, and then you know any other pets or any other dogs in the household join in after that and kind of alert has sounded. So the challenge is when you have multiple dogs that are doing this, and schnauzers, i got to say, are some of the more doorbelly barking-type dogs out there. Uh, I know my brother-in-law is kind of battling some of these issues with his little schnauzer. Um, it, it can become a challenge if we have more than one because you can't isolate... Um, the effects one is having on the other. So what I try to do is find out individually how they behave um, in those situations with the other dog, maybe even out of the household for, at the moment, because that kind of tells us where we need to really work on focus our efforts. And also because we're going to talk about doing some training steps that become very difficult if we have two dogs to kind of juggle their responses and to try to correct um, two dogs at the same time. Um, but the challenge really comes is that we, once we're working on these guys, we're working on them individually. And there are different remedies. There's, you know, the bark busters types things, the bark collars. You know, those are negative reinforcements for this behavior, which for some dogs can work. But I try to really strive for the positive reinforcement in working away from, you know, some of those negative things because we can't always keep a bark collar on a dog. We can't always count on them to work. I've known dogs that have worked around a citronella bark collar and uh, make those 
suckers like empty out and they'll just keep barking until they're empty. So there are some tricks there. One of the big things is I would say we're going to work on really directing the attention towards something else, and we need to change the household routine. So um, if possible, in the household scenario, I would do things like come in a different door, um, avoid using a doorbell um, or knocking on the door, putting a sign on, you know, for your roommate, you know, we're going to, um, you know, use the back door. We're going to not use the doorbell for visitors. We're going to ask our friends and family to call by phone first before they come over so you can make preparations and be ready for um, that greeting. Along the same lines, we want to change how you're responding. So a lot of times dogs are barking when people come to the door because it's kind of their way of doing what we're doing. We get up and we run over and we scurry over to answer the door and we see who's there. They're just helping out and they're just doing what they can to let everyone know, hey, there's someone there. Um, so what you kind of have to do is actually train them that if someone's at the door, you don't always get up and answer that. So it's kind of like a little test, and you can get your roommate involved with this where you have your pet, and I would suggest using a light leash, maybe even a gentle lead harness while you're doing some of this training because you can maintain control very easily. And, um, you know, when the person comes to the door, if they're knocking, whatever, we don't respond to that. We sit in the chair. We keep reading our book. We don't respond at all. We wait for the pet to settle down, for any kind of anxious behaviors to quiet down, and we keep practicing that. And we're going to basically kind of desensitize to the approach of someone to the door, to the doorbell, to the knocking, any of that. It takes time, a lot of repetition, but that is an important step as we are kind of getting directed towards that. Other things we want to do is when you enter the home, we want to make sure we decrease the excitement level of the greeting. So if you come home and you're like, hi, how you doing? Woo, glad to see you. Yay, let's go outside. Let's go potty. If you're making that a really high, amped up experience, you're actually kind of contributing and feeding that behavior because they're counting on some kind of reward when someone comes to the door, whether it's someone they're going to see or maybe it's you or your roommate or someone else. There's some kind of reward there. So we want to tame down those greetings and make that something that's kind of low key. And then with time and practicing calm, quiet behaviors when there's someone at the door, then we're going to try to work around that. You're going to be a really big challenge there, Tiv, because you do have the two dogs, and that can be really hard. So if you have one that you see as you're testing them individually that is a calm door greeter with the other dog not present, you know, that that's helpful, and we want to try to work on that and make sure that pet can really be calm and not kind of react with the uh, the frenzy. I don't know. What, what do you think be. about that? Uh, it'll try my patience, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people ask me, um, I don't want behavior medicines for my dogs. I want them for me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this may fall into that category there where, uh, you know, I don't prescribe to people, but I, I get inquire, inquiries quite a bit. So yeah, I'll, hang I'll in there. Yeah, the doggy downers. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie. Remember, you can call us all week at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio Network.
Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Down at the 20th America's Family Pet Expo, Bobby Hill, she informed us this last hour the Pet Shop Boys have been asked to uh, change the name of their group. Right, the Pet Rescue Boys. From PETA. They're, they're actually asking them to change it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, again, I like to tell people that PETA actually stands for the people for the eating of tasty animals. i got to say that PETA, sometimes they embarrass me. Sometimes, sometimes? they embarrass me. Sometimes they embarrass me. So you're at the 20th... What do they do that doesn't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're at the 20th... They mean well. You're at the 20th Pet Expo there in uh, Costa Mesa, Orange County, right? And Yeah, and what- we're sitting here watching the most amazing dogs go walking by. The, yeah. Thank you. The, the, there was a huge bloodhound that walked by that had to be 125 oh, pounds at least. easily. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's been, let's see, we've got a couple. Uh, there was a Siberian Husky, lots of labs. Uh, let's see. We've got a curly-haired dog over here. I'm not sure what he is. And there's, and I, I, like I told you, the Belgian Malinois who is playing with the City of Orange Police Department. And You know, doing- and I've had a Siberian Husky before. They're huge dogs. I saw a miniature. I didn't think they existed. It was adorable. They're awesome. Here comes a guy with, a, with his bouvier, and that's now, a dog. Yeah, bring it here. We want to hear the puppy. Got a talking very puppy? Vocal. Yeah, he's very vocal. This is Judy. This is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Who do we have here with you? Now, I was hearing something. I had to turn around because I hear this dog talking, and I wanted to see if we could get it on mic. Now, will it talk to me? Um, if he sees another dog, yes, he will go insane. <laughs> Is that a singing dog? He's actually talking to the other dog. Oh. Yes, what kind of a dog? I don't know. I rescued him from the pound. You think he's what? I think he's part um, pug and part chihuahua, or I'm not quite sure exactly what he is. Well, he is very cute, and we're glad that he came out and talked to us today. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> oh, that was great. Are these uh, animals that are for adoption? It's a, it's a combination. We got everyone who showed up here today to enjoy the Pet Expo seems to have brought their furry friend with there. There's That's a cool. common door over there. You know, I thought I saw something that said, don't bring your pets, but it looks like people brought them. Plus, they have certain breed rescues that are out here showing the breeds, and they're also available for adoption. And yeah, besides, so it's a, a veritable plethora of pets. Besides adoption, do they have, uh, what do they have at the booths? Do they have, like, all the fanciest, latest pet products and gadgets, or what? There's there's gadgets. There's, there's Kichi Cats, which apparently is jewelry made out of... Oh, no, those aren't real cats. Okay. It's jewelry for your cats. Uh-huh. There's also extreme sport products for your aminals. And the ShamWow guy is here, Not- or at least someone representing him, because I thought he was still in jail for hitting the hooker. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, in defense, oh, the can- hooker bit him, so what are you going to do? Yeah, really. News to me. That's why we have you, Bobby. <laughs> well, very so, good. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of swag, Al, and lots of gadgets and lots of fun toys for your dogs and your cats. Bring some back to the studios, at least to share, you know? I will. I'm, I'm going to go around asking for donations. Donations for, for listeners. Oh, that's a good way to do it. What do you got coming up in the news, Bobby? Ooh, coming up in the news, you're not going to believe who is doing PSAs for the Humane Society. Uh-oh. I seriously am going to tell you, you're not going to believe it. I'll tell you who it is, conservatively speaking, coming up in the news. Okay, and Dr. Debbie and uh, moi and Vinny 
and Joy, we're all back at the studios. We didn't. Uh, we actually picked straws to see who would go out to Costa Mesa for this, and we got the Be short fun. straws. But we get to answer your calls and your questions if you have a vet medical question. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Or for Vlade, he'll be taking calls. I understand. And uh, Vinny's on the way. And Joy. So if you want to talk to Animal Communicator Joy Turner, call us right now at one 405 8405 We'll head on back out to Costa Mesa in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Usually now the studio is full of energy and lots of people all crammed into a small space. Today it's just Hal and Ladybug, the studio stunt wonder dog. I pick the short straw. The people that pick the long straw, well, Bobby Hill. That's right. Somehow you always get the long straw. Of well, and, and not only are we at the 20th Annual Pet Expo in beautiful Orange County, standing next to me is the owner of Tillman and Tyson, as I consider the Wonder Dogs. Tyson is that English bulldog you've seen skateboarding. Skateboarding bulldog? Yes. I'm just going to turn the mic over to Jim, and Jim is going to explain to you what Tyson does. Here's Jim. Uh, Hello, Hal. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? Now, are you you Tyson's guardian? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm his uh, owner enabler. uh, Owner enabler. And you enable him to obviously skateboard. Is that correct? Yes. Does he have a helmet on? You know, he's kind of got a built-in. Bulldogs have a built-in helmet, so to speak. (laughs) That's what my mom told me. I bumped heads with him, and it is hard. (laughs) What about uh, knee pads? Any knee pads? You know, he's such a good skater that uh, he doesn't need them. He He gets off that. He's already down there. A human, when we fall, we fall a long ways down to the ground, and ouch, it hurts. He's already down there. Now, how did you figure? Now, which one, Tyson or Tillman? Are there, there are two of them? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. This is Tyson. Okay. Tyson is the original skateboarding bulldog. He's okay. Seven and a half years old. Uh huh. Tillman is a uh, a younger version of Tyson. Okay. Both of them uh, are just aggro skaters. Uh, is the best way to describe them. They happen to be in a furry suit. Now, what did you do before you realized you could train your dogs to skateboard? What kind of job did you have? Um. Actually, I'm a recovering small businessman. Okay. Uh, for 15 years, I had a business that I closed about a year and a half ago. Uh, I'm not going to say Tyson was part of the cause, but he kind of distracted me away from what I should have been doing every day. Yeah, you know, I was out skating and stuff instead. How, how did you figure out that Tyson could skate? Did he do this on his own, or did you train him? N- no, he's uh, self-taught. Any real skateboarder is. You can't teach what it takes to be a skateboarder to somebody. They have to get out there and bang their shins and just learn it on their own if they're into it, you know? Okay, so and, how did it uh, happen? Tyson is. How did it happen? I uh, lived at the beach, and walking him as a pup, uh, he would attack the skateboarders as they go by. Uh, <laughs> knock them off their boards, pretty much, <laughs> unless I saw him coming and held that leash back. And after about six months of that, uh, we're in the backyard, and there sat a skateboard. As we're talking about how he hates these skateboarders, we let him play with a skateboard, uh-huh. and right away you could tell he was stepping up on it and uh, wanting to ride it. So I took him out in the street with a retractable leash the next day, and he was 
taking 30-foot rides <laughs> and bugging me every day to do it from that point on. That was like six and a half years ago. Is he doing any beer commercials yet? Uh, we've been waiting for that big one. It hasn't hit yet. Any commercials? Has he? I mean, there's got to be um, some kind of uh, payoff. Oh, we've done little stuff. You know, it. Yeah, we haven't really got a big job yet, no. We're hoping it'll happen. At His the biggest end. job was iPhones in uh, in Europe iPhones in Europe. Well, that's not bad. That's yeah, not the, bad. when they when they put out the iPhone, uh, he was their, his video was on their advertising. Yeah. Does he have an agent? Uh, at the moment, I'm his agent. There you go. Oh, okay. And now we got a big crowd gathered here waiting to see Tyson uh, do his stuff. So we're going to thank Jim and uh, let him go so these people don't start getting real rowdy. Oh, boy. I, I hate that this is radio. I really do. Of course. I I'm... know. Well, you're going to miss the coolest demonstration. And there's got to be close to 100 people lined up around just to see Tyson right next to our booth at Animal Radio. Will he uh, be doing this while we're on the air here? Can you can you describe it? We're just about to start right now. Okay, yeah. well, you'll, a... you'll hear a bunch of uh, noise. Noise and barking, probably. <laughs> Let's uh, hear some screaming, noisy people and barking. Uh, Possible, th yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, yeah, please keep you, in Hal. touch. Yeah. Very beautiful day to be at the 20th annual America's Family Pet Expo in Orange County. You can tell in my voice that uh, I wish I was there. Judy's also down there. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, back here at the studios, Dr. Debbie's answering your vet medical questions. Uh, Vinny is... Uh, He's actually preparing Vlade, the drink that Vlade usually prepares. He's preparing this week. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, we're all here at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. Oh, they're like so excited now because this dog is here. I've never done play-by-play -play before. Tyson is moving the skateboard by himself. Back and forth in this nicely set up ring that's about a 50 foot diameter. This circle is surrounded by fans at the Pet Expo. And they are watching this, watching this bulldog taking his time and he is skateboarding. How, how far is he skateboarding? Well, Jim's got him on a retractable leash so he's scooting about 20, 30 feet at a time and I mean he's getting all four paws on it. And he looks pretty comfortable doing Wow, crowd's pretty excited. And he's excited. taking a corner, man. He's doing great. What, he's turning? Oh, well, he just endowed into there. He's fine. He's fine. He's good. <laughs> Did he he's take a jump? He's doing good. He turns. No. He turns. He moves it. He maneuvers it. He gets on it. He goes right back to Jim. He sits there, and he's just an amazingly talented English bulldog. Wow. Okay, we're talking about Tyson. If you just tuned in, Tyson is an English bulldog that apparently can skateboard. Uh, he's now skateboarding at America's Family Pet Expo, the 20th, 20th Pet Expo, where uh, Bobby and Judy and <laughs> Vlade are broadcasting on a beautiful day here as I'm in the studios. We'll go back to the phones at one 405 8405 in just a second. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you with another party animal installment. That's right. Despite all your emailing, I have not been canceled. Okay, that's a joke. Nobody's been emailing about getting me canceled or kicked off the air. I uh, had an interesting f drunken fight the other night, uh, believe it or not. A, a girl I went to grammar school with. I've known since sixth grade. Now our kids are in the same class together. And we were talking about uh, what fans we were of Benji 
when uh, we were when we were young, back in the seventies, the Benji movies. You all must remember them. And her husband, who up until this point seemed like a pretty good guy, all of a sudden turned it into a Rolling Stones versus the Beatles thing, and started just it, it was Lassie this and Lassie that, and it was like, bro, I, I actually said, bro, whoa, whoa, we're talking about Benji here. No reason to bring up that corny collie. Next thing you know, it was Benji versus Lassie. How Lassie always knew how to communicate and get Timmy always. Why was Timmy always in trouble? Why was he always falling down wells and letting tree branches land on top? Maybe Timmy needed, you know. Timmy was just, uh, 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 he was a little too needy. Benji got invited. He stopped bank robberies. I mean, Benji kind of ran on his own. He was a lone dog. Yes, it was a pathetic night, actually. It really was kind of embarrassing that we could get into a Benji versus Lassie argument. Maybe you'd like to chime in. Drop me a line, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. I I say I won that argument. I'm going to double-check with Maria, see if her husband's still pissed. He looked like he was going to punch me at one point. Vinny Pad, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You're at the 20th Pet Expo there in uh, Costa Mesa, Orange County, right? And yeah, yeah, wh- we're sitting here watching the most amazing dogs go walking by. Th- yeah. Thank you. What do you got coming up in the news, Bobby? Coming up in the news, you're not going to believe who is doing PSAs for the Humane Society. Uh-oh. You're not going to believe it. I'll tell you who it is, conservatively speaking, coming up in the news. I hope you have a vet medical question, one 405 or for Vlade and Joy. So if you want to talk to Animal Communicator Joy Turner, call us right now at 1-866-405-8405. We'll head on back out to Costa Mesa in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one. www.safeguardfordogs.com Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.findingyourownhome.com for more information. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. If you got a problem, something's wrong with your pets, give us a call. We got the behaviorist, we got the doctor. If everything's just fine, give us a call. Okay? It's all about just like a bunch of pet guardians and pet lovers getting together like they're doing in Orange County today, Costa Mesa. It's the 20th annual American Family Pet Expo. And I got to say, we were there, we've been there. Uh, this will be our eighth or ninth year. We were way back before we uh, started our tour, back when Animal Radio started. And they've grown tremendously. Uh, I don't get the honor of being there this year. I'm at the studios uh, watching the studio stunt dog. And then uh, Judy, of course, is out there uh, with Bobby and Vlade. I don't know why they picked them. I'm over here just soaking up the sun. Yeah, pretty nice day there. It is gorgeous. It's got to be at least 75 plus. Everybody's walking around in shorts and t-shirts and it's just, it couldn't be a better day out here. Now, are people actually bringing their dogs and animals in? You know, I I saw some information and it said not to bring your pets, but I know people have. There are a lot of pets here. Plus, there's a lot of rescue groups that have the animals here for adoptions. And then, of course, we had uh, Tyson, the skateboarding bulldog out here. So there are a lot of animals. I haven't seen any cats yet, but I've seen horses, little miniature horses, and lots and lots of dogs. Now, your dog aspires to be like Tyson now. We know that, well, she probably could be a skateboarding dog. Well, you know what? She was so easy to train for agility. Um, I might try skateboarding, but her little legs, I don't know if she could reach the ground. I might have to have a special one made for her. Those little chicken legs pushing the skateboard. Yeah, you need a special skateboard for that. (laughs) Her legs are only a couple inches long. Let's go to the phones. We have Tanya on the phone. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh... Lunenburg, California. I mean, Lunenburg, Massachusetts. I just moved from California. Ooh, quite a change. You're going to be in for winter this year, huh? Yes. Snow. Which part of California did you move from? Uh, San Francisco. Okay. Well, no snow there, but you're gonna you're gonna be shoveling snow this year. And the reason I say that is because we moved from Utah to Central <laughs> California this year, and we won't be doing that. And I feel for you. I feel. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to send your animals some toys right now, just because I feel for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're also on with Dr. Debbie. Go ahead there, Tanya. He's just going down some crazy road there. <laughs> okay. Um, I have four Siberian Huskies, and um, two of them have had chronic diarrhea, and I have tried absolutely everything. Um, they've been on Flagyl and steroids, and that hasn't seemed to help. They're on a hypoallergenic diet. Um, I wash out their toys. I sanitize my yard. Um, I constantly wash their food, their like their food bowls, and I'm scrubbing the floors just to try to knock this diary out, and nothing will help. Oh, golly. Now, did they have this diarrhea before you moved? Yes. Um, they had both of them. They came from, they had the same parents. They came from the same breeder. So they both had Jardia, and it took me about three months to get them completely cleared of Jardia. Okay. Um, I've just had them tested, and 
um, they don't have any absorption issues, and the bacteria growth in their intestines seems to be okay. Okay. So I, I'm at my wit's end. Okay, and you mentioned you're feeding a hypoallergenic diet, and um, you know that's definitely very important. Uh, can you give me more specifics on what you're feeding? Um, yeah, it's the I, IDV or ID, IDV diet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just go and pick up like 30 pounds from my vet and all of them eat it. So there's okay. no, they can get into someone else's food. Good. Yeah, that's important. And is it one of like the venison foods or the duck food? Um, I think it's duck and potato. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, that's. it sounds like you, you've headed down a lot of the important roads here. The concern with when we have um, Giardia as a parasite is that is a tough parasite to kick, and a lot of pets can have chronic problems with that. It's a little microscopic parasite that, um, you know, they can intermittently shed, so you can do three, four, five different fecal tests, and you might not pick it up. So hopefully, um, you know, when we test for this, we're doing a regular fecal of what they call a flotation test, and we're also doing an ELISA test, which is a little bit more specific for that particular organism. So even if they don't visually see it, they can pick up a, a evidence that it's there. Um, and Giardia, that would still be a bit of a concern for me. And Flagyl or Metronidazole is one of the medicines I use, but I also like to use, um, in some cases, um, Panacure, which is a type of a dewormer, actually. And I'll use that in combination with um, you know, uh, uh, the Metronidazole. And that, we hopefully, can help to kick the uh, Giardia. The other thing is, for some dogs with Giardia, um, I will actually use there's a Giardia vaccine. And that helps to decrease the shedding of the organism. And that can help in decreasing the amount of reinfection because this organism is sneaky. And it can hang out on, in the yard for long periods of time. It can actually hang out on the dog's butt and then they can re-ingest that as they're cleaning themselves. So for pets with Giardia, we do, um, I, I do bathing several times a week to just clean that butt area so that we don't get that reinfestation in that way. So that would be one of my big things is I'd really kind of look down that parasite road maybe a little bit uh, a little bit further um, okay. and some of the other big things with chronic diarrhea and, and I hope you have, you've tried it if not I would definitely encourage the use of a probiotic um, which is basically a culture of healthy good bacteria uh, like people take uh, LKCI Im- immunity and all of that. If so, for dogs, there's some very good supplements that diarrhea, whatever cause, something upsets your dog's digestive tract, they get into something, they get an infection. It makes good sense to try something that is very simple and that helps to restore what is normal bacteria in the digestive tract. And that can kind of sometimes take a couple weeks to really see a difference or a change. But I would want to make sure we're on something like a, a Fortiflora, which is a product by um, uh, Purina. Um, yeah, that I put is something... that on their food. Good, good. And and have were you on that very long? Um, they've been. I've been on that for probably about seven months. So you've Why been with that already on for. Their food? No, that's good. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. If you've been on it a good while, that should be at least doing some part to help things out. 
Now there are you mentioned both of these doggies are related, and um, yes. in the huskies, there's not a lot of um, information I have on breed-related nutritional problems, but we do see some dogs that have sensitivities to things like wheat um, and some of the different grains. So um, I'd have to check the label on that particular food to make sure there's none of those types of things in there. Um, but that, for some pets, if we go to a grain-free diet, um, that too um, can help in normalizing their diet and uh, to get those stools back on track. So I don't know if it sounds like you've done a lot of different things and it might take, you know, kind of starting from square one and making sure we've readdressed all these problems uh, like the parasite aspect and make sure we really, um, you know, have treated that to the best of our capacity. And, you know, that, that, that I think is going to be a little bit of sleuth work um, to work with your veterinarian to try to figure that out. Okay. So sorry, I don't have an easy answer there, but um, definitely as you're getting settled into the East Coast and you know their stress level comes down, hopefully we'll be able to get that diarrhea back in track with the diet and maybe with the probiotics and uh, see how that helps you out there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. If you have a question, give me a call or give me an email at docdebbie at animalradio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal communicator Joy Turner joins us every week. You can learn about her at joyturner.com, or you can talk with her at 1-866-405-8405. I don't want to sound like a complete idiot, but I cannot pronounce our listener's, listener's name. What is your name? It's Renika. 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 Yes. What a pretty name. How did you come about Renika? Oh, thank you very much. My mom wanted a little girl she could call Ronnie. So she always called me Close. Ronnie, and, and that's how the R-O-N is there, and uh, she's passed away, and I don't know how she came up with the E-K-A. Well, you, you figured out a little bit about it. Anyway, I have right right here uh, Animal Communicator Joy Turner ready to speak with you. Hello, okay. Hi, Miss Turner. I have a little over three-year-old miniature pincher. I'm a truck driver, and we run all over the country. He's been in every state in the United States, even in Canada. But he just can't stand it that I get out of the truck. He just goes insane whenever I leave the truck. And tell me his name. Duke. Okay, and he says he bets he's wanting, you're wanting to know why he goes crazy when you leave the truck. Yes. Okay, he says, well, because he takes his job very seriously and in his mind, his job is to protect you. So when you're out on the road and you're driving, he can take care of you. But when you get out of the truck without taking him, he can't do anything about it. And it really is more than disturbing to him that he can't do his job. How can I relieve his stress? Um, well, the obvious easy way for him would be to take him out whenever you get out. And I understand driving trucks, that's probably not going to be really advantageous. So what I would do is when you're going to get out of the truck, I would talk slowly to him, make pictures about as much as you can think of about what you're talking about, and explain to him what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be going when you're out of the truck. And tell him that if you need him, you'll find a way to let him out of the truck. Okay. I'll have to really work on that. Yeah, well, you, just talk slowly to him. The other thing he wants me to tell you is, do you collect little decals or something from the states that you've been in? 
Uh, sometimes, yes, we do. Okay, he wants those for everywhere he's been. He wants something from everywhere he's been. You know, those little... He's showing me something that I would equate to, like, I've seen little decals on, like, RVs and things that say what state you've been in. Yes. He wants something like that for every state he's been in because he wants people to know he's a well-traveled dog. Okay. It is really strange. When you just said that, he quit moving around. He's looking at me on the phone, (laughs) just staring at me. Yeah, he wants you to say, yes, you'll get those. Okay, I definitely will get them, Duke. Ronika, thank you for your call today. We look forward to you uh, installing that... well, I guess it'll be like a map of the U.S. from the side of <laughs> side of yeah, your dog. I'm on the side of my truck or on the side of his blanket or something. <laughs> it has to be on the outside of the truck, Renika. Oh, so that, so that uh, well, he has to show it proudly, yeah. yes. Yes. Okay, on the outside of the truck, okay? Yep. We can do that. Well, thanks, Renika. If you want Thank to speak you. to Joy Turner or you want to set up an appointment, uh, spend about half hour, 45 minutes with her during the week. Head on over to joyturner.com. Learn all about her. Of course, we link to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. 1-866-405-8405. We go to the phones with Dr. Debbie and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, live from America's Family Pet Expo in Orange County. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, we do it every weekend. Hey, thanks for joining us. If this is your first weekend, well, usually to my left stands Vlade, and to my right, Judy and Bobby over there in the news booth. But this weekend, they're down uh, in Orange County at the 20th American Family Pet Expo. Bobby, did you get your corn dog yet? No, there's a big, long line now. I have to wait. But I want you to know that the positions are actually correct, because Vlade is over to the left. Judy is over to the right, and I'm right in the middle where I usually am. Now, so. what is Vlade doing there? Is he uh, attracting a crowd? Because wherever he, he goes, yes. yes. He is, yes. He always is. And he brought two of his dogs with him. He's got the German, his one German Shepherd and this itty-bitty little eeny-weeny, uni-nooney dog. I don't know what it is. It's a puppy. <laughs> Looks like it might be a King Charles Terrier type. Wow. Man, sorry about that. And I'm just, Judy and I are having fun playing Guess That Dog as they walk by. You're getting much better at that, by the way. I wanted to say, have you been studying, practicing, looking through some kind of dog index? I was doing flashcards last night because I knew I would be here and I would be seeing breeds that I have not seen before, like the Vishla or the Kuvas or the Commodore. There's also some Akitas that have walked by. So I'm learning more aminals, Hal. That's why I love working with you guys. We're also taking your calls for Dr. Debbie at 1-866-405-8405. And for animal communicator Joy Turner at the very same number. Uh, Let's do a quick check of news with Bobby Hill. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Humane Society President Wayne Passell said in a recently posted blog that the animal rights organization, quote, aims to stay in step with all good people regardless of political persuasion, end quote. Illustrating that point? will be a series of PSAs from boisterous conservative talk host, talk radio host, Rush Limbaugh. Seems the big conservative mouth actually has a soft spot for critters, evidenced by his cat, Punkin. 
Limbaugh also supports the Humane Society's anti-dog fighting campaign, which is the subject of one of those PSAs. And did you know the most genetically studied breed of dog is the same one that just moved into the White House? Really? Tis true, the Portuguese water dog, very well suited to genetic research because there is significantly less genetic variation within the breed. In other words, it's a purer breed. According to a story in the Chicago Tribune, the University of Utah's Georgie Project studies the genetics of porties. It seems the breed is genetically predisposed to autoimmune diseases, and the project hopes to change that. Georgie Project senior researcher Kevin Chase told the Chicago Tribune, quote, Dogs have many of the same diseases that humans have. There's great hope that these findings will translate to humans, end quote. Oh, by, I wanted to mention, by the way, I just want to jump in. And, uh, I want to get all the Bo Obama news out of the way. The Bo Obama news? Yeah, I was on the uh, eBay last night, and I saw that the presidential dog poop, Bo Obama dog poop, now going for $1,200 on eBay. That's not real. Sure it is. That's sad. Sure. Yeah. That's just wrong. Although we could call our buddies over at Pet Butler. Maybe they could give them a hand, so to speak. Now that tax day has come and gone, and thankfully gone, comes good news for Californians thinking of adding to their families. Assemblyman Cameron Smith has introduced legislation that would give people who adopt pets a tax deduction. Assembly Bill 233, if passed, would allow adopters to write off up to 100 bucks in adoption fees wow. in the state of California. That's pretty good. That is. Um, but- I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pet. It's oddly quiet in the studios here because, well, Bobby and uh, Judy and Vlade, they're all down south in Orange County, Costa Mesa, at the 20th annual Orange County, well, I guess they call it, it's America's Family Pet Expo is what they call it. It's America's Family Pet Expo, Hal. And it's at the Orange County Convention Center? Where is it? It's pretty big. It is, it is, it is. Pet owners, listen up. If your dogs are taking you for a walk, bark nonstop, chewing your belongings, we are here in the heart of Costa Mesa. What is the name of the park? We are at the Orange County Fair and Event Center. 
Of course, Vlad is here. I have a lot of crowd. The people is here. I'm helping them fixing their behavior problems with pets. What kind of issues are you seeing today there? Oh, I see today more jumping, digging, and a little bit biting. You see, back in Michigan, more biting here and more chewing and more pulling on the leash, I would put this way, too. It is regional. I think it's a, it's a little bit more sun here, and that's why dogs less bite. I think uh, in Michigan it's a little bit less sun, and probably that's affect the dog's mood. Do you think California people, their dogs are they misbehave more because we're just uh, we're easier on them? We treat them, we spoil them. I do so, but I also believe uh, California pet owners are, I would think they are less, they have a less expectations a little bit than the Michigans. I think it's much easier for me to work here because they just ask me to do simple things. Like, how can I stop the dog from chewing? How can I stop do this and this and that? Give me blood. If you are the Russian dog wizard, who hacker, who hacker you are, just open your hacker bag and give us some, your magic tool. And you know what? That's what I do. I open my bag, and I'm giving them that tool to fix their behavior problem in pets. And people enjoying it. I really, really, the more I'm here, the more I love it. And people love me, too. They, they like you. Know. They really like you, don't they? As you know, as you know, I was featured on the... What's ho- not to like? Well, exactly, exactly. Who cannot like Vladi, of course? You, you have, as you know, I was featured on the front page a couple of days ago on Orange uh, County. Yeah, congratulations uh, on that, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people here. And uh, Now, have you had a chance to walk around? Not yet, because I cannot get out from my booth, because we always, you know, a lot of crowd, people stop by. But I'm planning to do so. Very good. Okay, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Bobby, did you get your corn dog yet? I did. I finally ran over there and stood in line for 20 minutes. Hell. <laughs> I just wanted to and make I sure. And I got my corn dog. And actually, there's a lady that, that has tracked Vladi down from his booth to our booth. So I'm going to hand the mic back to Vladi. Okay, are there, wait, Bobby? Bobby. What, yeah? Yeah, are there a lot of ladies around, Vladi? Are there a lot of ladies around? Well, you know, it happens. He seems to be a babe magnet. He really is, isn't he? And I mean that in a good way. No, I mean, I, I'm saying that uh, the ladies, they're oddly attracted to, is it the accent, do you think? What is it? I know, what, what is your... I don't know. I think it's his doggy aura. He has a doggy aura. I think aura. it's his doggy aura. Anyway. I'm right now with Pamela, and Pamela is a natural healer. And uh, a natural you, healer, healer, doggy healer. So okay. she's she's using holistic approach to fix the pro- behavior problems in dogs. And as a matter of fact, we almost like working together. And I would like uh, you know her to tell us a little bit about uh, her holistic approach to treating some type of the mental disorder or physical disorder in our pets. Pamela, welcome to the Animal Radio. You are on the air. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, well, what I do is I'm an, what's called an intuitive animal healer. I can actually feel in my own body what's happening in somebody else or an animal. And so I'm, I'm able to pick up pain or injury. And by using my own method of healing, I, I shift negative energy, which helps to bring back the natural flow of the body and allows the animal or the person to heal themselves, basically. I'm a conduit. I'm, I'm wow, that, that sounds wonderful. I mean, I'm staying next to you and already feel that positive energy already. <laughs> She's a very beautiful girl, as a matter of fact. Just just keep it secretly. Okay, Pamela, and uh, are you dealing... I, I know now time when uh, economic 
economics are so bad. I, I don't know about you. I'm experiencing a lot of problems with the dogs with anxiety and such and such. And separation anxiety and anxiety is one of my strongest points. And I know we're working with you together because when I address in the beginning those issues and have to send them to you, and you're using your holistic approach, and could you tell a little bit how you're fixing those anxiety and separation anxiety, separation anxiety in pets? Yeah. Well, okay, we're all energy. And if we're under a lot of stress, if we have problems, whether it be financial or illness or anything else, animals are very, very sensitive to that. They, they are rather like me. They just, they just can pick up from other people what's going on in them. They, they can get into your energy field. And if they're around you for a, for a long period of time, then they're going to take on your stress. So with what you do, Vladi, and what, with I, what I do, what I do, I'm, I'm able to clear that negative energy from the animal. And it's kind of interesting, actually, because sometimes I'm called to work on the animal and I actually end up working on the owner as well. <laughs> and I think it's most the problem, Pamela. You know, and you have a very nice accent, as a matter of fact. It's as, almost as nice. Oh, as no, here are you go. You're are starting you to Europe? hit on her. <laughs> there you go, okay, starting Pamela, to hit on how her. Can, how can... <laughs> Michigan is she from? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. She's probably in Michigan or from Europe. Pamela, thank you so much. Oh, and they're hugging and kissing now. This is right. <laughs> I have to explain what's going on. Vladdy's hugging and kissing the girls. This is, this is just good energy. We already explained to you. It's just energy. It's just we're transferring air and energy right now. Nothing else transferring. Is that is that what they're calling it now, huh? It's Animal Radio coming to you from America's Family Pet Expo, the 20th in Orange County. Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.findingyourownhome.com for more information. Are you tired of paying rent? The new book, Finding Your Own Home, is the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step action plan for first-time home buyers. Even if you're starting from scratch, Finding Your Own Home will help you get ready to buy. Finding Your Own Home includes 20 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started, plus personal stories, color photos, number crunching, and checklists. Receive lots of free and discounted bargains with Finding Your Own Home through May 9th on MyPetFreebies.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved rapid response formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. When I went looking for a Quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe. A friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com.
It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets this weekend. Well, I'm in the studios, but out, out and about at the 20th Annual America's Family Pet Expo in Orange County is our own Judy, Bobby Hill, and Vlade. Hey, how are you? You know, we've been putting Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, through agility training. And i got to say, it's really been very amazing. And we wanted to get the inspiration for this back on the phone here. The president of Affordable Agility and a 10-year veteran in agility training and research, Pamela Spock, joins us. Hi, Pamela. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. I'm doing great. How's the training been going? You know what? I'm not a dog trainer by any means, but Ladybug is just picking up quick. I was oh, surprised. Doing it for you. She did. We've got the jump down and we've got the tire hoop. She jumps through the hoop and jumps over the hurdle. I'm still at the pause box. She doesn't like to sit still very long, but she'll run over the hurdles and jump through the hoop. Next, we're going to do the poles and then the tunnel. Good. I gotta say, I was surprised. I thought from the very <laughs> beginning, I was. I was a little pessimistic. I thought from the beginning, maybe you'd be able to train her one trick a week. And when you uh-huh. got her to go through the hoop, I went to get the camera and then I came back and you had her running the whole course <laughs> within 15 minutes of putting up this course you had this dog that had never done this before doing the whole course is that typical yeah well you know once they get the confidence to do one obstacle the next one is is easy it's all about building confidence and if you can overcome any initial fears that they might have about hmm, what's this all about it's like if the rest of it just kind of comes natural and then they seems they actually seem to like the challenge and then it's like okay what next you know we actually even caught her. She was out in the backyard. She had a frisbee in her mouth, and she ran and jumped through the hoop with the frisbee in her mouth, all on her own. I wasn't even coaching her. Okay, yes. now that's now that's amazing. That's that's <laughs> that is really good. So she obviously <laughs> likes her new job, and I'm yeah. sure there's lots of dogs out there that wouldn't mind having a job like this. Something fun to do, something to exercise their brain. Well, that's what that's the appeal to agility. Is it makes the dog feel like it's doing something useful, and it's it's work, but it's play at the same time, and that's the appeal to agility. Plus, it's a teamwork effort between the owner and the dog, and it just bonds them together as a team. Are there certain dogs that are able to do this easier than others? We have what we think is a rat terrier that's doing this. We, of okay. course, as you know, we don't know what it is. All dogs can do agility, um, from the littlest dogs to the biggest dogs. There are some breeds that seem to do a lot better as far as advancing in the higher levels of agility. And, you know, you see a lot on television. You see a lot of border collies. Right. They seem, they seem to have that drive, the stop-and-go mentality, that work ethic. Is there what dog that you just don't see? I used to think that, but then you I've seen, the, like, the um, American Kennel Club Invitational Nationals, and you see bulldogs. You would never think a bulldog could do it. <laughs> when I saw a bulldog running through the course, I said, that's it. All dogs can do it. We encourage you to check out affordableagility.com. If you want to get engaged in this, well, you, Judy, of course, this is something that you've been wanting to do for years, and you're having a lot of fun doing it. It's a great hobby for you and a great time of the year to do it. It is. It's really great. And like I said, I always thought it was a big dog, so when I got Ladybug, I thought, what can she do? And I thought, you know what? She jumps over the cat, runs underneath the cat. This dog is ready for it. So, <laughs> If your and dog I, is running under the cat, then you yeah. need to... <laughs> That's how small she is. <laughs> Pamela, we will talk to you next week. Check it out, affordableagility.com. We will be back live from the 20th America's Family Pet Expo on Animal Radio. Radio. Judy, Bobby, and Vlade out at the America's Family 20th 
Pet Expo in Orange County, Costa Mesa. Enjoying the beautiful sunny day there, uh, eating corn dogs and trying to pick up men in uniform. Is that correct, hey, Bobby? Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> they picked me up. <laughs> oh, times, times are tough, and I know that my animals, my animals are actually getting the best, the best of food and the best of everything while I suffer. We don't scrimp on them during we the hard scrimp. times. You know, because if you do, you will pay uh, down the road even more. But on the vet bills because yeah. that's what I prefer to do. Just give them a great dog food and supplements, and I never see my vet. Do it now, and you won't have to pay pay the money to visit the vet. Even if it means putting it on a credit card, that's what I did, and I've racked up over sixteen thousand dollars worth of credit card bills. Oops. And I I decided to call these people last week, and I want you to actually, if you're in the same situation, you should give them a call too and ask them about their program, how they can help you. And at least get a little information. If you're upside down on your credit cards, if you have over $12,000 worth of credit card debt, you've probably heard the dozen or so commercials that run during this show that talk about debt settlement. These people will uh, take a commission to settle your debts. Some of them are a little bit shady, but I know some of them. I have friends that are actually using these services, and that's why I recommend them to you. They also happen to be a sponsor of Animal Radio this hour. It's Debt Settlement USA. Write this number down. It's 1-888-551-7788. When you're ready to call it and say, how can you help me with my credit card debt? They'll be there for you. Write the number now down. Are you writing it down, Vlade? Yes, I did. And I just would like to add, that's very important because... uh, because in nowadays, it's just few few companies probably left uh, who you can trust, and it's good to know. Well, you know, in a time when there's, and I hate to say this, when the tough economy hits, the scam artists come out, and they take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. There was something on Dateline the other night about uh, people taking advantage of the unemployed through email scams. These guys, they are a sponsor of Animal Radio, so we, we respect them, and I know people that are working with them. The number again, one eight eight eight. Five five one seven seven eight eight. I believe we have John on the phone. Hi, John. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in Tennessee at the moment right now, so if I do lose you, I do apologize. I'm up in the mountains. Well, what's up with your pets today? Um, I have a uh, five-and-a-half-year-old Doberman female. We, uh, we've had her since uh, newborn. Um, okay. The problem we're having is we, we get her groomed once a month, and within a week later, she starts to smell like a spock, an old spock. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, and I was just wondering, if, is it something she's lacking in her diet? Is it something that we can do to change that? Or is that just a normal thing? So she's not sleeping with dirty socks or anything weird. Like she just <laughs> actually, kind of naturally smells. No, uh, actually, we bought her a really nice doggy bed. She has her own bed. We alternate. We have two beds for her, so we alternate. And wash them, and she's always in a clean bed. So uh, I guess the, you know, what does her skin look like? Does she have any kind of uh, hair loss, oiliness, creasiness? Uh, when you touch her, uh, any particular part of her body, does she smell, or is it all over? It's just all over. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, my wife does a lot of entertaining through her business. And when we have people over, you know, where it's uh, everybody's looking at each other's socks and. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking at each other like, who stinks? 
Jen, can I ask you also if you like if your dog likes to kind of roll over in the grass, roll in the grass and the worms and stuff? Is that what you're talking about, Vladi? Because I know that Ladybug does that, and boy, does she stink after that. Yeah, you know what? Because the dogs have hunting instincts that masker them, like they want to be close to the nature, and it's happening with my dog sometimes. That's what I. Does your dog? Well, actually, we have a pretty prissy dog. She doesn't like to get dirty, and when it's raining out, she absolutely refuses to go outside. So it's not too lightweight. No, it's it's like a real musky smell, though, and we're not sure what the cure for that is. Well, I think the first thing that that I would look at is um, anytime we have a bad odor, we can't find a cause. Um, I, I do actually like to get really close to the pet, and believe it or not, I like to get some samples from the skin and look because some pets can have problems with yeast infections. We can get uh, staph infections or types of bacterial infections. Um, and there are some dogs, and um, Dobermans kind of fit into that, where they can have problems with their oil glands and their skin, where they can have an excess production of some of these oils um, for some pets. So, okay. so that's a possibility as well. But I would definitely say we'd want to do a test called an impression smear, where we look at all the skin surface under the microscope, look for any organisms, because I, I've definitely had dogs we've had to put on medicated shampoos and types of medications to help correct those things. And then there's always a certain pet that might even have some weirdo condition, like a condition called sebaceous adenitis, which creates a smelly, greasy coat. Um, so okay. I would definitely say that's where I would be going with things, um, get some samples, and make sure we're checking things like teeth and, and uh, anal glands, too, because those are really uh, potent sources of odor from dogs. But if you're describing more of that kind of wet sock kind of smell, then, then I like yeah. to check for yeast. And yeast is a pretty stanky thing in a dog. Yeah. I would definitely pick up that phone and line up that visit with your veterinarian because I think we could probably do some things to help her out in, in a lot of different avenues with shampoos. And, and, and actually, sometimes we can over-shampoo, too. So that can actually make some conditions worse. So let's get to the vet and find out what we're scratching about and what's going on. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We are here to take your calls. 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Judy, Bobby, and Vlade out at the America's Family 20th Pet Expo in Orange County, Costa Mesa. How crowded would you say it is right now there? At, we're at our point because we are the focal point of the expo. I want to thank them for putting us right there, by the way. We know there's a lot of radio shows there, but they put Animal Radio front and center. We love you guys. Here's a big sloppy we got, kiss. We got dead center in, in, in front of, of, of Tyson's Arena where all the dog demos are going. And on the other side of us is the Canine Corps Expo. All the cops are over there. So we're squeezed in pretty good. They gave us a pretty nice spot. Reporting live from the 20th America's Family Pet Expo. Uh, we'll be back. You guys are coming back to the studio today, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next- if you see us, then we'll be there. For Animal Radio, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio. Network. Network.